and welcome to ADHD Friendly. I'm Patty. I am the host of this podcast, and I'm also the creator of the ADHD Friendly membership platform. I invite you to check it out at ADHDfriendly.com, where I offer opportunities every month to engage with me in live sessions, as well as a growing video library designed to tilt the playing field in favor of ADHD wired brains. This is episode 101. 101. Our first Wednesday episode. That's right. We moved the podcast launch date each week to Wednesdays. Um, just changing things up a little bit. After two years, we're coming up on our two-year anniversary. Not quite there yet. We had our hundredth episode. Now we're coming knocking on the door of two year, two years since we launched. In episode 101, I'm going to share a linked celebration that's tied to my ADHD friendly tip. And then our topic today, morning routines. I'm going to share some tried and true um, recommendations as well as my morning routine. And just invite you to notice, is your morning routine working to support you? And if it's not, what would you maybe tweak to up the routine a little bit so it's working better? And then as always, I'm going to tease what might be coming up next week. If you listen to last week's podcast, you know, I might change my mind, but I'm going to share what I believe will be next week's podcast topic. All right. So let's begin with the celebration tied to the ADHD friendly tip. So I'm going to share the tip first. And that is, um, have you heard of silent walking? Becca? I have not heard of silent walking. Well, if you're big on TikTok, apparently it's a huge trend right now on TikTok. Oh, okay. And what it basically means is taking a 30 minute walk outside without any distractions. And what defines no distractions is you are not listening to anything on your phone. You're not talking on your phone. Oh, so no podcasts, no books on, you know, audible, no music. no music, and you're not talking to somebody. And here was the other thing. You're also not walking your dog. What? Yeah, no, it's you're literally, you're walking solo without any technological distractions and not walking with somebody else or your beloved pets. You are just going for a walk on your own minutes. for 30 minutes. And if you have ADHD brain wiring, which there's a decent chance you do if you're listening to this podcast, that sounds like a really tall order. Yeah. So here's my celebration. I did it. Ooh. Now, I used to not listen to things when I walked. Okay. But that also was one of the things that made it really hard for me to create a consistent routine around walking because mm -hmm. I resisted it because I anticipated the boredom and it created this whole cycle where I'd psych myself out and not walk because I couldn't tolerate it. Right. And working with my clients over the years, as well as noticing what worked for them and what I believe would work for me, a lot of us do tap into the ease that's created with listening to a book while you're walking or having a walking or running your know, exercise playlist that yes. you listen to, or um, a good podcast. I have a few clients that listen to like true crime podcasts and that kind of thing, because they're really interesting to their brain. And what I always say is it distracts us from really focusing on the thing that we're doing that we don't have a lot of interest in doing. If yeah. that's something that would be true for you, podcasts, listening to something on your phone while you're walking or running or working out is just one of those tools that can make it easier to do it. So shifting from never doing that to now I do it every time I go for a walk to trying to do it again without listening. It was sparkly to try it. And again, I wasn't asking myself to try it every day from now on, I'm never, I'm always going to do a silent walk. <laughs> I just thought, let me do it once and see what I like or don't like about it. And I really enjoyed it, but here was, here was what worked for me. 
I did it on a day where it was a really cool morning. If you remember, it was actually last week mm -hmm. when we had like a morning of like 48 degrees. It was nice. When I woke up, it was lovely. I love, 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 love it when it gets cool like that up in the morning for my walk. Yeah. It had been really hot the week before. Yeah. And the thought of doing that on a hot day where I'm literally trying to distract myself for how uncomfortable I am yeah. I'm walking, it would not have been a good day to experiment. So what I did instead to give my brain something to focus on, because I still felt the discomfort of trying to walk for 30 minutes without something, anything. I tapped back into what something I used to do in North Carolina and I came across it in a book. I think it was called walking meditations. Oh, not sure. But that was, that was the gist of it, where it had all these different ideas of things you could meditate on while you're walking. And I kind of borrowed the structure of that with one of the structures that can help us when we're feeling stressed and it's the five, four, three, two, one. Okay. And so what I decided was I'm going to look for five different things in nature while I'm walking. I'm going to listen for four different sounds in nature. Uh -huh. I'm going to try to touch three different things in nature. Ooh. Yeah, the geese didn't like it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to try to smell two different things while I'm walking. And then the last, the one thing to taste, I actually did check that box because when I walked past, there's a lake I walked past and there was a lot of mist coming off because the, the, temperature of the air was actually cooler than the water. Yeah. And so there was a, a very nice mist above it. And it, it had kind of a fishy smell when I walked by like, yep. and I was like, okay, I, I actually can count something I smelled like, smell that. that was a natural smell. Cause yeah. I was like, you know, I, I also smelled cut grass. So I ended up with a, an extra thing. Mm. So it was very sparkly. Cause I was counting on this hand, the things I saw that was counting on this hand, the things I um, heard. Mm -hmm. And then the other ones were easy enough. Cause I shared before my working memory isn't the best. So I need like, I'm not like, Oh, you know, able to hold all that in my head, but I did find it very sparkly. It kept my mind engaged and looking for, for those things yeah. as I was walking and I really enjoyed them. So mm -hmm. I did find that it was a very pleasant walk, surprisingly so. And I found it interesting and fun. It kind of changed things up a bit. I also decided I'm not doing this every day. Okay. So as you know, we're back in kind of a warm pattern again. Mm -hmm. I'm not doing it until it turns cool, but I've decided to maybe just explore doing it one walk a week and That's just continue week. noticing what I like. It's what I, I know about my yeah. own patterns. If I allow myself to do it without an expectation that exceeds where I am, mm -hmm. then I'm more likely to continue to find it interesting and keep playing with it. So my tip is try a silent walk if that interests you. And my celebration is I did it and I gave myself a chance to notice what I liked about it. And it is interesting enough to try again. And I also think I would use a similar structure or maybe I'll go back and I'll look for that silent walking meditation, um, not silent walking, just my walking meditations book, because it may have been something the movers lost because I'm like, I don't think I've seen it since I've been here, but, <laughs> but I'm sure it still exists, but um, just something to consider if that would maybe make it a little interesting to try not connecting to your phone or your devices and maybe not even using your dog as a distraction. Right. If you can find time to walk solo and just try it out. If you try it, I'd love to hear if you um, are willing, able, motivated to post in the comments. This is episode 101. I would love to hear your experience or ideas for other things you can do to focus on. Hello, friends. I'm ADHD friendly girl. Are you overwhelmed, unmotivated, run down? Do you stop before you start? The answer to your challenges can be found at ADHD friendly. 
ADHD Friendly is where we, where we make the doing easier. Join ADHD Friendly today and start tilting the playing field in favor of your ADHD brain and start thriving. ADHDfriendly.com, where intention meets action. Now for the topic for today, morning routines. So I have been noticing a trend also, I don't spend a lot of time on social media. Yeah. And so for me to see this coming across in articles and the little bit that I do look at an Instagram is really the only thing I look at. Um, and not very often. So for me to see a pattern, it tells me it must be out there a decent amount. Yeah. And that is that a lot of successful people, I'm air quoting <laughs> here, um, are sharing their morning routines. Yeah. So I don't know if this is something that you've come across or you've heard people talking about, but it's definitely more out there where people are literally sharing what they do step-by-step step step yeah. and for how long a lot of them are getting into the details. So I'm just going to share a couple of um, examples. So Oprah says that she does 20 minutes of meditation every day. She has a whole process, but I'm just sharing a couple yeah. of like little highlights. Um, Tim Ferriss also says he does that, but then he says he does 20 to 90 minutes of exercise and then he has tea and does journaling. Ooh, that sounds relaxing. It does. I'm like, that sounds really nice. Also sounds really long. Very long morning. I'm like, that's a long, long process. Um, Steve Jobs used to look at himself each morning in the mirror and he would ask himself, and this is a quote, if today was the last day of my life, would I be happy with what I'm about to do today? Oh, right. Okay. So what I like about that is it literally connects you to your future self, like at the end of the day, kind of connection. It's a little extreme with the, if this was the last day of my life, because honestly, just about everything on my schedule every day, isn't what I would choose to do if it right. was the last day of my life. So I think that's for me, a tall order. I might tweak it to say, if I looked at my, if I reflect at the end of the day on how I spent my time today, would I be happy, happy. with what I'm yeah. about to do today? Okay. That's better. Yeah. yeah. The other one just, it felt like really, really heavy where I'm like, no, I would scrap everything and I would go spend time with my family. Like I wouldn't, I wouldn't be working. I'm like, I love my work, but I would not be working because that's not how I would choose to spend my last day. If I knew this was my last day on earth, I'm not going to be sitting at my computer and, you know, in recording my podcast, which I love to do, but I'm not doing that. If it's my last day on earth. Sorry. Steve it, it, it would matter. Like, because I'm hoping if it's last day on earth, it's everybody's last day on earth. My podcast wouldn't come. Yeah. You, you see where I'm going with that. that. So if a question like that resonates with you, I invite you to, you know, consider what would you tweak to make it work better yeah. for you? As I shared, like, I wouldn't say my last day on earth. I might say if I was going to look at myself at the end of the day and ask, you know, if I felt good I'm about really it. Happy. When I look at what I'm doing today, is there, how do I feel about it? Am I happy about what I'm about to do today? I like, I like that. that question. Am I happy about what I'm about to do today? Yeah. So it just, you know, gives you a chance to be like, okay. It's back to that intentional mm -hmm. focus. If you remember my word for the year is intention. intention. So it connects me with, okay, what, what is my intention and how do I feel about that intention that I've set for myself today? Okay. There is a Forbes article that I read about this. Ooh. It's called how your morning routine affects your productivity, productivity and success. And in the article, it says, and this is another quote, it doesn't matter when your day begins. What matters is what you do with those early moments of your day that determine your success and level of productivity. So I like that because it literally is, it doesn't matter if you're an early riser or you get up you know, at one in the afternoon, whatever your start of day is, what you do with those first minutes is what it's saying really sets the tone okay. for whatever your day is going to be. What you're doing. Okay. Mm -hmm. So 
Forbes then shared four tips to creating a morning routine. So I'm just going to highlight these and just invite you to notice maybe one of these tips resonates with you. So I always say like, if, if everything doesn't work, take what does and let go of the rest. So the first one is, and I love this one, which is why I'm sharing it. Found lots of articles on this, but I'm only going to share two resources that were really sparkly. And this first is the list from Forbes. And it's number one, create a morning routine that works for you. Love that. Right. So we're not looking at Oprah's routine unless Oprah's routine really does resonate with you. You're like, you know what? That feels like it would naturally flow with what I already want to do. So let me try plugging into that. But if it doesn't, if you're reading somebody's routine and it sounds great, like the 20 to 90 minute workout, but that's not something that you're really motivated to put in place in your morning. Right. Let's not start there. So number one, create a morning routine that actually works for you. Number two, Again, this is Forbes tips. Mm -hmm. Forget the alarm and wake up when your body is ready. That's lovely. Now I I've shared before, I'm a strong morning person. I am typically out of bed. 515, 525 is like my window. I, I, I like, it's my favorite thing. I've always been a morning person, um, but I still have an alarm because mm -hmm. it just lets me, I typically wake up before it, but then I read until my alarm goes off. So it's kind of like found time. Oh, nice. But I also sometimes will fall back to sleep reading. Oh. And so I don't have to worry about uh -huh. sleeping later than I intended because my home. routine is is really in a good place right now. And yeah. I don't want to throw it off by sleeping even 10 minutes later than I intended because then it throws off the amount of time I have at the end of my routine to do my favorite thing, which I'll share in a minute. Ooh. Um so what they're talking about is get enough sleep so that you're waking up on your own without needing an alarm is the recommendation. So whether you have to tweak your nighttime routine to make that, you know, a little bit more easy for you to do, but that's their recommendation. Number three, eliminate technology from your bedroom. They're really talking about um, handheld small devices, tablets, and phones. Um, I'm sure this would also maybe extend to TVs and that kind of thing. But I know more often than not these days, people have like their own individual devices they're bringing into bed with them. Yeah. And they say it minimizes the temptation to read notifications. And this includes everything from reading the news to seeing that somebody texted you. Um, and they recommend instead maybe reading a book, which is my favorite thing to mm -hmm. do in the morning. Mm -hmm. Um, and this is another quote, and I love this. They say, not having a cell phone in your bedroom delays the time when the world infringes into your space. Oh, I love that. Because here's what I also know about my brain. If I see somebody's texted me, even if I decide I'm not going to reply to that until it's in there. You're thinking about it. It's I'm aware that it's there. Okay. I'm aware it's something I'm going to have to do. And it's already starting to drain me. So this one actually did resonate with me. I like this. Um third tip from Forbes. And then their last tip, work out, meditate, or do another activity during your morning time. And this is another quote. They say the first hour or so after you wake up should be your time. So you're prioritizing it. It's almost, I think of it as self-care. Yeah. You're making it your time. So what do you enjoy doing and use the morning to do it? They say you have to create the space in your life for yourself. I like that a lot. Me too. Um, and so the thing that resonated for me is in my family, everybody knows when I get to the last part of my routine, which is I build in time to read. Uh -huh. Nobody is allowed to come talk to me, ask me questions, interrupt me. It is like precious time that uh -huh. I've done all of the other things leading up to it. So I 
That's like my reward for getting yeah. everything done. And I have structure and boundaries around that to protect it. Okay. The other article I found that really resonated for me was from NAMI. NAMI is the National Alliance on Mental Illness. Um, and the article that I am going to be referencing was written by Luna Greenstein. I love that her name's Luna. And it's called The Power of Morning Routines. And this is a quote from Luna. She says, having a morning routine can increase your energy, productivity, and positivity. It also generates momentum. I like that because it really does. It kind of like, like almost like fires you out of a, of a very, you know, sleep state into a, okay, what, not, not a throw yourself out of bed no. into, but like it, it sets you up and it starts you on this course that once you get going, it's just easier to keep going instead of trying to convince yourself to start. Yeah. So, um, she talked about, and this, this language resonates with me so much and Becca, this might be a place to add. I know I talked about decision fatigue in a yeah. previous episode. So if you're watching this on YouTube, um, the episode number will be up. If you aren't, I invite you to check out my YouTube channel, ADHD Friendly Podcast, so you can see any of the visuals that we're referencing. But um, she says that morning routines avoid decision fatigue. Because remember, you've made decisions about what you're going to do already. Uh -huh. So you're not waking up going, what should I have for breakfast? Or what exercise should I do? Or should I exercise now? Or should I do it later? All of those take energy and effort. So if you have a routine, you're just doing what you've already decided every day instead of every day getting up and having to make all those decisions. Um, this resonated so much because I remember before I had a good morning routine, I used to lay in bed and I literally remember I would be thinking, got to get the kids dressed. This is when my kids are small. The sink is full of dishes. I'm going to have to do all those dishes. And then I'm going to have to empty the dishwasher before I can put the dishes into the dishwasher. And then I'm still going to have to make breakfast. What do we have for breakfast? What are they each like? What are they like? I would, I would literally be laying in bed and convincing myself not to get out of bed because I couldn't face all of the things that still had to be done that had no structure and no order to them. I was just running a list in my head instead of having a way to get out of bed and take care of myself so that I could then face the other things that needed to be done because I've created energy mm -hmm. and momentum, but I've also taken care of myself. So now I have energy to give to other people. Yeah. So um, I just want to highlight again, if you haven't listened to my episode on dis decision fatigue, I really encourage you to go back and check that out. And I apologize if you're hearing a door in the house, just shut. Um, it, when I first learned about decision fatigue, it, it was a game changer. It literally created the motivation to create a morning routine for myself. So the more, you know, the better you can do. The more, you know. Okay. So Luna Goldstein in her article. Greenstein, I'm sorry, Greenstein shared five tips to create a morning routine. Ooh, okay. So I gave you four from Forbes. I'm going to give you five from Luna. So Luna, number one says ease into the day. So she says, build time into lounge in bed, maybe to read, but not expecting yourself to get up as soon as you wake up, have some lounge time. I remember I literally, I had a, a client a few years ago that made a morning routine around building in snuggle time Ooh. in the morning. And I just thought, that's yummy, right? That's to have healthy. that time. Yep. So that was a big priority and they wanted to have time to do it without feeling like it was kind of, if we do things without a plan, it can literally kind of like a domino knock the rest of our plans down. So we don't have the time. So we're creating stress instead of something that we're enjoying. It's kind of like, okay, I'm, I'm laying here, I'm hitting the snooze, but I'm going to pay for this later. So yeah. it's literally deciding, no, no, no. If I get up at this time, I have time to snuggle or I have time to read. So you're building in ease into the day is number one. Number two, 
eat breakfast. So she says that research shows that those who eat breakfast have more energy than those who wait until lunch to eat. Makes I'm a sense. breakfast person, so that totally resonates with me. Um, she said, even like, if you just have like a piece of toast or a piece of fruit, you know, something, mm -hmm. you know me, something's more than nothing. So oh. do what works. Number three, read. And this is another quote. I love this. She said, reading is considered a mental break because the brain can only do one thing. You can't multitask while you're reading a book. Oh, I love this. And it's funny because it's one of the reasons why, as I've increased my reading, I've talked about this before too. I really leaned into listening to certain books because I can knit and I can walk while At I'm listening. And if possible, I love to have the book physically yeah, and audibly so I can listen when I am not able to sit down and read, but I still prefer to sit down and read when I can. Of it's just the best. So reading, it also supports building up your brain's ability to focus. It takes a lot of effort because you can't multitask. Mm -hmm. It's like literally building up that muscle. You can feel yourself. Oh, I've got to stay right here. Nope. Nope. It got to stay right here. Cause you can't do anything else. It's literally retraining re your brain to be singularly focused on one thing. Number four, stimulate your body. She says exercise increases the body's ability to tolerate stress. I love that connection. So remember this is from Mamie. So they're literally highlighting the things that can support your brain with more ease. And when you think about you're kind of filling up your cup by doing these things for self-care, focusing yeah. yourself. So that when you go into the day, when things, let's say you get like a negative comment or you feel, you know, that, that there's a little critique that maybe feels a little harsh, you have more energy to tolerate it because you've built up your cup of resistance that you can draw from. Where if you start the day and you haven't taken care of yourself, there's nothing in your cup. So you don't have that You're reserve and everything that crosses you just can create that overwhelm and just kind of create that emotional dysregulation. And it's a really tough way to go through the day. Yes. So, and the last, she said, begin work. So whatever your work is, whether you stay home and you take care of kids or your family or whatever you're doing, or you go out into the workplace and you work, or you work remotely, whatever your day looks like, whatever the work of your day is. Begin work with a productive mindset. Um, she said that psychologist Ron Friedman is quoted as saying, I love this. this. This is one of those phrases that so resonates. It's like decision fatigue. So here it comes. Checking email, answering questions, or listening to voicemail is cognitively expensive. That's Ooh. the term. Cognitively expensive. That's from psychologist Ron yeah, Friedman. Is. I love that. It's why... My kids, particularly when I carved out this time in the morning, if somebody, like I have a question, no, not right now. No, it, it's not time for questions. It's time. I'm like literally charging my batteries and filling my cup. Getting ready for the day. Yep. He said, starting the day by checking email, answering questions, responding to texts, all of those things puts you in a reactive mindset. Remember reactive is where we don't have that space to pause and think about how do I want to respond to this? We're reacting. So by creating a morning routine that's supporting you, it's literally giving you that space to pause, take a breath and say, what do I want to do with this? Yeah. Do I want to say yes? Do I want to hold a boundary here? Can I hold a boundary? Do I have the energy to hold a boundary? So instead of starting the day with that reactive mindset, um, it's recommended to start the day with a brief planning session. So maybe looking at your schedule, 
strategizing. So they recommend start with strategizing and then step number two, executing. So strategize first, execute second. All right. So I just wanted to share a couple more examples of morning routines and I'll share mine. So I mentioned Tim Ferriss before. Tim Ferriss is the um, New York Times bestselling author, multiple, multiple books. But the one I think he's most famous for is the four hour work week, oh. which I remember I read because I was like, okay, he's not serious. It's not like, a, no, he is four hour work week. Um, and this is his morning routine. He doesn't have specific time for most of these, but he just you know doesn't share like what time he gets up. He just said, when I get up, I make my bed and then I meditate. And then I do five to 10 reps of something. I'm sure he has it defined, but he just says, you know, I do five to 10 reps of something. Then I have my tea and I read. And he says he reads 10 pages of a book that he enjoys. And then he does his morning pages. And that's five minutes of writing in his journal. Okay, got it. Journaling. That's it. That's his morning routine. Ariana Huffington says she wakes up naturally. So that's tying into the Forbes article. Yeah, Wake up naturally. She says she does not check her phone. She meditates. Then she has bulletproof coffee. Have you heard of this? No, what's bulletproof coffee? Coffee with butter. Oh. I know. I've heard that recently. Uh, I've never tried it. I don't quite get it. I just know the term. It sounds gross. Have you had bulletproof coffee? No, but I'm pretty sure my mom has had it before okay. with the butter in it. It sounds gross. Like, I'm like, well, I don't put butter in coffee. But again, I haven't tried it. So maybe there's like sweet butter. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. But apparently there's supposed to be some health benefits. I, don't, to you know it. What? I don't know. But anyway, she has bulletproof coffee. Then she exercises for 30 minutes and then she stretches. Okay. That's her morning routine. Okay. So now I'm going to share my morning routine. Mine is tied to specific times. So I wake up early. I check that box. I start my, my morning at 5.30 after I get up. So I usually get up around 5.15. I do my whole like, you know, morning routine. And then I start my yoga. I try to start by 5.30. I start walking at six. And then I have breakfast around 6.45. And then if I am able to follow my routine, that gives me 30 to 45 minutes to read and have my coffee. So, so nice. I have done my yoga and my walking um, every day before breakfast because I should before I intermittent fast. Mm -hmm. That's the schedule that works for me. So I don't get up and eat right away. I kind of like delay it a bit by doing my morning things. Sure. And then uh, the other thing is I don't, this is new. I started that this year. I don't watch any news. I don't have the TV on nothing negative. I literally created the space where I have my coffee and I read, I call it my happy room where nobody's allowed to come in with negative energy. Yeah. You're not allowed to interrupt my time when I'm in there having my coffee and reading. I literally snuggle up with my dog oh, sleep on me and I hold my coffee and I read my book and I love it. And it's so much of a reward. It pulls me into it. I love it so much. And it's what pulls me out of bed because if I get up later, it literally makes that window smaller. Yeah. And I've learned, I love it so much. I'm not willing to skimp on that part. So it's very sparkly to me. And then my goal is by 8am, I'm typically in my office on weekdays, and I'm looking at my daily plan to make sure I don't ask myself that question. That might be something to add <laughs> is what I'm planning today lined up with my intention. And will I look back on today and, and agree that it was the way I intended to spend my time to reach what I'm looking for. I don't know, might want to tweak that a little bit, but right now that's my morning routine. And so it does take me, you know, two, two and a half hours mm -hmm. for that full routine. But I get up early enough that I have the time to do that. And yeah. it's worth it to me to use my time that way. And again, I don't have small kids at home. I don't have puppies right now. Like I have like a really nice routine that I'm able to flow with because mm -hmm. I have other structure in place that allows me to do that. But I invite you to explore for yourself as always, what would you do to make your routine stronger? Um, maybe it's just acknowledging that you have a routine and, yeah. you know, 
deciding that it's worth putting boundaries around and protecting it. Or maybe you don't have a strong routine right now that you want to create a little more structure around what would work for you. I invite you to consider what one thing would you do? If you try to do five things that you're not already doing, that might, you know, be a, a really difficult ask to follow through with, but maybe you just put structure around one thing and keeping it connected to what's recommended. You're making your morning routine work for you, starting the day with ease or starting with something sparkly, you know, make it yours so that it's pulling you into it, not you trying to push yourself into it. So that's it for this episode. So I shared at the beginning, the tip about silent walking. If you try it again, this is episode 101. Mm -hmm. Post in the comments, love to hear if you have tried this, what your experience was like, or if you have other tips that could be something we could try. You know, we all learn from each other. So I'm always so excited to hear what other people do that works for them. And same thing with your morning routine. If there's something that you know works for you that you would like to share that might be something that others with um, ADHD or neurodivergent brains could use, please post it in episode 101. We all learn from each other. Next week, I might be talking about strategies to manage your subscriptions. There's ongoing payments that might be out of sight, out of mind. You might even forget you subscribe to it. Mm -hmm. So I might have some tips for how to keep up with that with a little bit more ADHD friendly ease. That's it. That's it. Well, well, now I'm getting tongue tied. <laughs> That's it for this episode of ADHD friendly. As always, take what works for you. Leave the rest behind. If you like this, please subscribe or share the episode with somebody else who you think might resonate with the information that I share on these episodes. And if you haven't started your personal owner's manual or would like to join the ADHD friendly membership, I invite you to check it out on ADHDfriendly.com where there's lots of resources and information about that service. Until next time, Valley House.